Okay, thank you everyone for joining. Thank you everyone listening and thank you uh, for joining live. It's uh, very much appreciated. Okay, so we're towards the end of the section on Midos. As we've been discussing that, besides Midos being something that we should get along with other people, but it really also is about perfecting ourselves and becoming closer coming closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, closer to Hashem by perfecting what's going on inside of ourselves. And we spoke about last week that the mitzvahs of the Torah, we're not, we're not supposed to just uh, look at superficially, but we're supposed to try to understand the lessons that the Torah is trying to convey and you know, bring that inside of us. I don't remember if I said over last week something my Rebbe had said, uh, Rebbe Per, that there's the there's the dvar Hashem and there's the kol, the kol of Hashem or the kol dvar Hashem. There's the voice. There's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants, even if Hashem doesn't say it directly. Uh, for example, he gave is that Shabbos, even though uh, there are 39 malachos and it's only forbidden to do it a regular way. So technically speaking, on the Torah level, you could use your elbow. And, and, and cook and do everything with a shinoi, with an indirect, and it only be uh, with a change, it only be the Rabbana. But the, the Rabbana understood, the Rabbana understood that when Hashem gave Shabbos, Hashem did not have in mind that people should be cooking by uh, putting things in the oven with their, with their elbows. Uh, Chazal understood that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted Shabbos to be a day, to be a day of rest. And in our, own, in our own lives, we have to be sensitive, not only to what is, you know, black and white, mutter, asr, but what is it that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants? We have to connect ourselves to the Torah. The Gemara says in Brachas and the Chesim Abayis, that each person should be careful to honor a Talmud Chacham that forgot his learning, because the Luchos and the Shivrei Luchos, both the Luchos and the broken Luchos, are in the Aram. The Gemara compares the elder who forgot his learning to the broken, the broken luchos. Because the elder, the Talmud Chacham, the person who learned Torah, the Torah became part of him. So even if he doesn't have the information in his head, even if he can't say over the information, he became a living, he became a safer Torah. And he's considered like the, the luchos, the broken luchos that are in, in the Aram. The Gemara says about Metziah, the Yushalayim was destroyed because people only kept the letter, the letter of the law. They kept the letter of the law. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want us only to keep the letter of the law. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to go Hashem wants us to understand what's, what's right. You know, people often, people will ask, am I allowed to? Am I allowed to do this? So it's a, it's a good question. Am I allowed to? But a better question that we have to ask ourselves, is this the right thing to do? Is this something that Hashem, that Hashem wants? There's a, someone I know, just a story we bring. So someone I know, he was looking to buy a house and wasn't so easy to find a house. And he was looking to, to find a house. And 
he found something and he was looking to, to put a bid on the house. And somebody else called him and said, you know, really, he had in mind, you know, he was looking at the house for a while. He was waiting for it to go on sale. And he really had in mind to buy this house. And he thinks that he has the rights. He thinks he has the rights to, to the house. So the first person um, who had really already started to make contact with the uh, real estate agent and the second person who called him said, well, but I, I really had in mind for a while, I was looking at that house. So the first person called the rub and the rub said, there's nothing, there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. You know, he has no rights to the house just because he, uh, he was looking at it first or because he was interested in it first. Um, but nonetheless, uh, the, this, this friend of mine, you know, hung up the phone and spoke to his wife and they said, maybe uh, according to the halacha, you know, according to the halacha, they don't have any rights. You know, they, the other person has no rights. But the bottom line is, do they want to buy a house? You know, do they want to buy a house that someone else is going to have tightness? Someone else is going to have resentment, you know, against them. So that's just an example. I'm not saying that someone has to do this. For example, that they had a certain, again, it's a hergish, a certain sensitivity, that even if something is allowed, even if it's allowed, you know, even if it's allowed, maybe, maybe it's not, uh, maybe it doesn't feel right. Maybe it doesn't feel like this is something that Hashem wants me to do. And again, every situation is, is different. You know, recently I called, um, recently I called my, my Rebbe about a certain, uh, a certain Shiloh, a certain question. And I asked him, you know, is this, is this Erlach? Would it be Erlach uh, to do this? You know, and, you know, Erlach is a big question. It may not even be forbidden, but is this Erlach to do it? You know, but he wouldn't, it was pretty amazing. While many people, the other people I'd spoken to said, of course, there's nothing wrong. You have every right, etc." My Rebbe, who's uh, very careful with Erlachai, he was very, he was reluctant. He, he said to me that I can't tell you, I can't tell you it's not. <laughs> I can't tell you it's not Erlach. I can't tell you it's, you're doing anything wrong. But he wouldn't, an, he wouldn't answer me. He said, I, he said, you have to, he said, you have to decide. You have to decide whether you feel it's, you know, you, whether you feel comfortable, whether you feel it's Erlach. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't answer me so quickly. Erlachite is uh, not a, not a simple, not a simple quality, not a simple quality to be Erlach. And we very quickly will, you know, sell ourselves, for, whether it's money, whether it's other things, and we'll, you know, it's okay, it's okay, it's not, it's okay, there's nothing wrong. To have a honesty, a sensitivity, that this is not, I don't think this is the right thing to do. There's a very interesting, this is a very interesting concept because even where halacha, even where halacha says that, even where halacha says it's, it's permitted, you know, it's permitted, there's still a concept of, it doesn't, there's a lack of erlachite, there's a lack of, of straightness, there's a lack of refineness of character, of doing, of doing something. So something we have to, something we have to think about, 
and something we want to to work on ourselves to be Erlich people. And even, instead of asking, instead of asking, am I allowed to do this? Is it forbidden? Is it permitted? Maybe we could ask, you know, is this the right? Is this the right thing? Is this something that Hashem? Is this something that Hashem would want me to do? You know. Okay. Just to end off this piece, we'll start with the var. We say, "Oisah shalom ben Raimav, who yasah shalom aleinu v'alkal Yisrael." Hashem who makes peace in His heavens, He should make peace on us and all the Klal Yisrael and all the Jewish people. You find a similar expression in in Sim Shalom, Sim Shalom, aleinu. Say, "Alkal Yisrael amecha." And the question is an, ob- an obvious question: What is the double expression that we ask for peace for us and all the Jewish people? When we say "us," do we not mean do we not mean the Jewish people? For example, we ask for parnasa. We say "Baruch Aleinu." Hashem should bless us with with parnasa. Are we are we not asking for the Jewish people? So, what is this double expression on us? Some people told me. You know, the people in the room, you know, but let's say for the, the young ladies are davening at home. I don't think that's the right answer. You know, on us and all the Jewish people. When we say Baruch Aleinu, we ask for Parnasa. We're not asking just for the people in the room. We're asking for all the clients. So I want to suggest that there are two types of, this is a reality, but there are two types of peace. There's peace between us and other people. And that's what we think about. We think of shalom. We think of peace. We think of getting along with other people. I don't fight with other people. But there's another type of peace. A type of peace that we can only acquire by working on our, our midos. And that is a inner. And that's an inner peace. Peace within ourselves. That we're at peace with ourselves. And perhaps that's the double expression. We're asking for peace, aleinu on us, that there should be peace within us, within, within each and every one of us. We should be at peace. We should be content. We shouldn't be jealous. We shouldn't be angry. We shouldn't be stressed. We should be at peace. And then we ask, Valkol Yisrael, we should have peace between all of Klaus. So there's a peace within ourselves and then outside of ourselves that we should get along <coughs> Sorry, we should get along with other people. You know, the Rambam writes in the end of Hilchas Chanukah, the Torah, Gadol Shalom. Shalom is so important because the whole Torah was given for Shalom. As the Pasuk says, The ways of Torah are sweet and all its pathways are peaceful. What is the Rambam saying? That the whole purpose of Torah was given to create peace, doesn't seem so hard. Doesn't seem so hard to get along with other people. It's so difficult that we need the Torah to give a Torah to be given to create peace. But perhaps what we're saying is that the Ramam is not referring to peace. I don't fight with someone else. The Ramam is talking about peace, peace within myself. Peace within myself. We see this idea as well. When it comes to lighting Shabbos candles, why do we like the, the Chazal say that 
that that that lighting the Shabbos candles is shalom bias. There's peace in the house. Why is there peace in the house? Because if it's dark in the house, you're gonna trip. You're gonna bang into something. So the candles, the light brings shalom, brings peace to the house. Now, if peace means that I'm not fighting with someone else, so if the, if there's no light in the house, I'm gonna fight with someone else. Maybe I'll bang into somebody by accident because I won't see them. No, the understanding is that peace doesn't just mean getting along with someone else. Peace is that I'm in a state of tranquility. I'm a state of calmness. So if there's no light in the house, so I'm going to bump into something. I can't see where I'm going. So I'm not going to be in a state of peace. So that's why the Shabbos candles are creating, creating shalom bias. You know, we mentioned earlier, the Gemara says in, in Brachos that what is Eilam Haba? Gemara says, what's the difference between this world and the next world? The Gemara says, in this world, there's jealousy, there's competition, all types of, all types of stress. In the next world, there's no jealousy, there's no competition, just sitting, basking in the, in the Ziva Shechina, in the shine of the Shechina. We can't have that experience 100% uh, in, this, in this world that's reserved for Olam Haba. But those of us that work on our, our Midos, those of us that work on our Midos are able to have that state of Shalom, that state of peace. People, anger tears apart people. Stress tears apart people. Jealousy tears apart people. And working on our midos means working on that state of shalom, that state of perfection, that state of wholesomeness, you know, within ourselves. I think another area that we have to, you know, what's connected to midos that we have to work on to acquire this state of shalom, this this olam haba type of existence is our emuna, our emuna nashem. Right? The chinuch says that the reason why it's us to take revenge. Is because we have to trust, have a muna that whatever this person did is for our Kodesh, is from our Kodesh Baruch Hu, We could add, it's for our best, even if the person didn't have good intentions. It's for our best. When a person has a muna, a person's in a state of shalom. Stress has a person again. There are people that have anxieties that maybe need help and need medication, but regular general anxiety that everybody faces. Um, emuna, 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 emuna. The faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we're in Hashem's, we're in Hashem's hands, Hashem take care of us, and a person's able to be in that state of, of Shalom, when a person has that emuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that emuna in Hashem, and that emuna helps a person in really all their midos, the anger, the person lacks emuna, that's why they're angry because this person did this, person did that. They're not recognizing. It's from Hashem. It's from Hashem. It's all. It's all from Hashem, right? We learned uh, in Olam Amidos, the the Balatanya says that that's why that anyone who gets angry, it's like he's Ovid of Odazara, because you're getting angry. You're denying Hashem. If you recognize that Hashem is behind everything, you want to get angry. Jealousy. We're denying. Denying why is this person have this and I don't have that? It's it's a lack. It's a lack of emuna. 
So we should be zocha to work on our work on our midos, acquire a state of shalom, acquire a state of peace, and we should be zocha to have that emunah Hashem as we come closer to Pesach. It's a time to really strengthen strengthen our our emunah Hashem. Let's uh, see if there are any questions. What is the Rav's point of view on accepting chumras to protect the mitzvahs like extra Pesach cleaning or keeping OUD? Now, every person has to know where they where they are holding. First of all, you have to know what's. It's important to just be aware of whatever it is. Is it halacha? Is it a chumra? Or is it just a mishagas? So there are some things about Pesach cleaning. You know, for example, that are. Uh, could be uh, halacha or a chumra, and some things could just be a mishigas, or it could be something that you're, you know, again, for those of you that are not married, so you may not be in control, your mother does what she does, and she's asking you for help, so help her, it's probably not your place to tell her that um, this is overboard, but for those of you married, those of you Hashem, will be married, so you should, you should try to, you can find out you know, what's halacha, what's not halacha. And, and certainly, certainly something to think about anytime uh, there's a chumrah is at what expense. So somebody, you know, somebody that has uh, OCD and, and doing all these extra things is going to make it worse for them. So obviously, again, they may, they may not be the right, right people to take on a chumrah. You know, you mentioned oh, you mentioned uh, OUD. I guess you, I assume you assume what you mean. Chal um, Yisrael, if that's what you're talking about. So comes to Chal um, So it's 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 uh, you know it's it's not just a uh, it's not just a crazy chumra. There's there's reason. There's good reason for it. But you have to know whether you know. Do your parents keep it? Is it gonna cause stress? In your house, uh, are you are you ready? Are you ready to 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 take it? Are you are you able to handle it? Maybe you're not ready to handle it. You know, maybe something. You know, in all these cases, maybe something a person needs to ask somebody that knows them um, what whether this is the right right thing to do. Just once you bring up the topic, I think it's important to point out that we have to be very careful that our chumras should not be at someone else's expense. You know, you go to your friend's house and, and you, you ask her, uh, do you have chalvi strong milk? You know, you have to think about, is that the right thing to do? Because if she doesn't have chalvi strong milk, then you make her feel a little bit, you know, a little bit less, you know, that you, that, um, you know, that she doesn't have chalvi strong milk. You know, did you have to have the milk so badly? Could you have just, you know, not had the milk? Could you just have the cereal and not ask for milk? She say, "Oh, take milk." Do you have to tell her, "No, I don't drink coffee straw." Maybe you just say, "No, I like I like my cereal without milk." Like so many times, people people walk into a, a kiddush and they, you know, ask the bala bus or you know or go into someone's house. Do you keep yashan? You know, do you keep coffee straw? Like, don't eat don't eat it don't eat it. Like if you need to have it so badly, then you know, not on someone else's expense, not to make someone else feel. Not to make someone else feel bad. Now, I'm not saying you should drink the milk. Once you accept it upon yourself, you probably can't drink the milk. But you don't have to have the milk. You don't have to make a show. 
you don't have to make a show of, of, a, of a chumrah. And again, where our chumras are affecting our family, we want to ask a shayla. Maybe that's not the right chumrah for us for us right now. You know, we have to we have to be aware of of the chumrah verse versus what we have to be machmer. We have to be machmer in other people's feelings. We have to be very machmer in other people's feelings. You know, so if we want to take chumras on ourselves, you know. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying we shouldn't take chumras on food or other areas, but one thing's for sure. Be machmer on someone else's, be machmer on someone else's feelings. Be machmer on hurting somebody else. Be machmer on embarrassing someone else. You know, it's, it's more chumr. It's more, more strict. More strict hurting someone else's feelings than, than, the, than a lot of other chumras. You know, there's a, uh, I heard a great story with, with uh, someone told me with uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach that they the, the, a boy, and I don't remember if he was maybe he's autistic or he had a reading disability, but with a lot of effort, he prepared prepared Av Torah. Um, but then they realized closer to the Bar Mitzvah that it was the, he prepared the wrong Av Torah because Rosh Chodesh was Sunday. And if Rosh Chodesh is Sunday, you lay in a different Aftorah. It's called Machar Chodesh. And, uh, and, and they had the wrong Aftorah. And they, they went to Rosh Hashanah Zalman. And Rosh Hashanah Zalman said he should, he should do the same. He should do the Aftorah prepared. And, and, um, and, you know, even though it's really the wrong, wrong Aftorah, but nonetheless, for the sake of this boy, they should do the regular Aftorah. And you know, Rosh Hashanah Zalman uh, gave him a bracha. Anyways, come Shabbos morning, they come to Shul, and who's in Shul? Rav Shlomo Zalman's, Rav Shlomo Zalman's sitting in the Shul. It was a very far walk. I don't remember if it was an hour. It was a very far walk. Rav Shlomo Zalman came to the, to the Bar Mitzvah. So he asked Rav Shlomo Zalman, like, why, why'd you come? And Rav Shlomo Zalman said, because I was afraid that even though I had said, you know, even though I told you the halacha, and, you know, but people may, may start you know, may start commenting. People may start making some tumult. So I wanted, I wanted to be there and show that this is totally the right thing and totally, and totally okay. You know, we have to think about again. We have to ask a shiloh. Not every, not every time can we, not every time can we. You know, we can't always do something. You know, wrong, etc. Um, you know, even though it may may hurt someone's feelings, but. It definitely have to ask a shayla, and we have to think about um, where where we are being machmer. A lot of people are machmer. So it's a lot easier sometimes to be machmer on inanimate objects that, that don't talk back than to be machmer on on the way we deal with other people. Let's be machmer how we deal with our parents. I'm sure before Pesach could be stressful. I'm sure it's hard for the single girls that wish they were married and wish they were not stuck home. Given, given Pesach jobs, helping out um, with a stressed out mother. Be machmer. Be machmer and kibbutz avayim. Be machmer on that. That would be something uh, special and a big zuchus. Okay, thank you very much for joining, for listening. I appreciate it. All the best. We'll be in. It's a shame to continue. Thank you.